What's up, everybody? It's Chris DiStefano, a.k.a. Chris Reed DiStefano, and this is Chris Reed's. Today, we are talking challenging gender norms, women's clothes, and yas, queens just working it. Get your kids in front of the computer. We're going to teach them about drag. So here's something to know about drag. It's actually been around forever. You think drag is a new thing? Girl, it ain't. It has been around since the beginning of time. The ancient Egyptians were dressing in drag. The founding fathers were dressing in drag. Everybody was dressing in drag. They were doing it then. We're doing it now. If you don't know what drag queen is, if you don't know what being a drag queen is or in being in drag is, um, it's probably because you're conservative. And it's a form of, Vanity wrote that in. It's a form of performance art where people dress in clothing typically associated with a different gender. So you can be a drag queen, a man dressing as a woman, or you could be a woman dressing as a man. What's your guess on what I am? They often, drag queens, have exaggerated characteristics and mannerisms, okay? They, they you, you know, it's, it's, it's a version, let's say a man dressing as a woman, it's a version of a woman, but it's like a really loud version of a woman. Like for me, if I dressed in drag, I would look like any one of Jasmine's Puerto Rican aunties. That's what I would, that would be my inspo, is, oh, I'm just, I'm looking like Titi Cartman. That's what I'm trying to do. And then boom, drag queen, opening up for Mateo Lane. Drag is also a form of entertainment or self-expression. Okay, it involves lip syncing to music, comedy, dance, and other forms of performance. So, just the simple reason that I do comedy. Guess what? I'm a drag queen. I'm a drag queen because I'm expressing myself, and maybe I don't put the wig and the lipstick on all the time, but I am a drag queen. Drag performers that you know, they're going to use makeup, they're going to use wigs, they're going to use prosthetics, anything to transform their appearance and create the character or persona of this drag queen. The most fun I ever had. In throughout my 20s was I went to this place called Lucky Chang's, which was downtown Manhattan, and it was a drag show. And I didn't know that they were drag queens um, until about 55 minutes into the performance. And, you know, I, I remember then being like, oh, if I would have known they were drag queens um, 55 minutes ago, you know, I, I, I may not, I may not, I, it may have stopped me from getting the wonderful erection I'm enjoying, but I just enjoyed it. And since then... I've just kind of said to myself, um, I don't care what people want to do. I was getting horny off them being happy. And you very rarely meet a drag queen who's depressed or always happy. And that's what I like about it. So I want you to go tell your children to be happy. Go live the life of a drag queen. And here's the thing is I know what you're going to say is, oh, you're just another straight white male teaching us about things you don't know anything about, like being a drag queen and member of the LGBTQ community. And I say to you, um, yeah, sorry, I'm white, I'm in charge. So we're not 100% sure where the term drag came from. Um, but again, here at the Chris Reed Stefano Show, we take a stance. So we're going to say that it came from British theaters in the 19th century. They think it came from the term draggle, which means to drag, and men would drag their dresses on the floor. Another theory it is, is, is it comes from dressed as a girl, drag, but you know, I'm going to go with the 19th century British theater one. It means men would drag their dresses on the floor. And that's where uh, the term drag comes from. Or it could also come from the South where gay people were just dragged by mobs of angry people. It could come from that.
Okay. Now, where did it first begin? Where did being a drag queen begin? Where did the whole thing begin? Well, it began where everything gay begins, ancient Greece. Yeah, give me a feta cheese, boys. Now, theater played an important role, and the Greeks invented theater. Gay, gay, gay. Theater played an important role in culture and society, and we developed two major forms of theater, tragedy and comedy. You listen to one hour of my stand-up special, you don't know which is which. Which is which? What do, you, what do you think it is? Is it tragedy or is it comedy? I don't know. But I did hear a Greek person say once that when someone is hysteric, they're being in hysteria from far away, they could be crying or laughing. It all looks the same. So interesting. And that's the same thing with the drag queen. You really don't know till you reach down there. And then usually it's too late. I know I've passed that point in no return. And it's, I don't regret it. Now, women were forbidden to act in public performances. I love Greece. So here's the thing. Women were forbidden to act in public performances, and so all the roles were performed by male actors, okay? And now Plato and Socrates, you know, the, the, the two, you know, most famous, you know, Greeks, smarty pants, they were worried about men degrading themselves by representing female emotions and characteristics. That's not woke. I thought you guys were woke. They're not woke. So the actors then didn't really exaggerate. Instead, they wanted to like embody the essence of the character they were portraying. So they weren't, you know, they were actually really wanted to be women. They genuinely were like, I'm a woman for an hour and it feels good. They felt good doing it. They were like kind of, they were like, they were spiritually trans. And they performed in these large amphitheaters. And a lot of times people couldn't hear them. So they would put on masks and that would kind of amplify their voices to the crowd and they were put on these masks they said specifically for that but really really they were putting on the mask emotionally hiding they wanted to be women and i know exactly what that feels like sometimes i think i am i'm an ancient greek drag queen like you know take up take take a greek tragedy like oedipus rex if you don't know that story oedipus rex gets estranged from his family then kills his father and then goes and bees with the woman that he was with who actually turns out to be his mother. So Oedipus Rex marries his own mother and they both realize it and then Oedipus Rex kills himself but before he kills himself, he gouges his own eyes out. But Oedipus Rex's mother was actually played by a guy in this thing so it was very confusing and I know what you're thinking, why isn't this on Pornhub? And the answer is it will be. Pimp and I are going to make chat GPT come up with this story and we're going to submit it to Pornhub and that'll be at patreon.com slash Christy Comedy. Seriously. That would be sick. Imagine. Okay, now real quick. You know, people think drag is only associated with the LGBTQ plus R code community. But drag actually started as a form of en entertainment and it wasn't seen as gay at all to dress up as a woman. It was just entertaining, babe. That's all it was. I'm just trying to entertain you. Dress up like a woman. I'm not gay. That's what the ancient Greeks believed. And then all of a sudden, everything got gay as it always does. Okay, medieval times. Now, churches right now, they're continuing the tradition of banning women on stage. They're just not allowing them to act. I'm not saying it was better or worse. That's up to for you to decide. So men then continue to play female roles. That for You have to understand, for the majority of history, men were playing the roles of females. It's a very new thing that women are allowed to act or do anything. It's very new. So men would play the roles of females, and this continued into the 17th century when Shakespeare rose to popularity. Lady Macbeth and Juliet played by young, hot guys. Drag queens. The original Lady Macbeth and Juliet, drag queens. Hello. All right, let's take it to 17th century Japan. 
Japanese theater, which is also known as kabuki, which sometimes I confuse with bukkake, but it's kabuki because I went to a uh, I went to what I thought was a bukkake show, and it was just a bunch of guys dancing around doing Les Miserables. I was like, why is nobody getting come on their face? That's bukkake. This is kabuki, but it became popular because it featured all male casts depicting historical events where characters were exaggerated and stylized with elaborate kimonos and wigs. So they would, you know, like, you know, they would reenact, you know, Hiroshima and they all get a bomb dropped on them, but they're all, they're, it's all, everybody's just guys in wigs. You're seeing throughout this episode already that like drag queen is not new. Being a, we call it drag queen now, but it was always, we were always drag queens. From day one, we were drag queen, okay? Adam from Adam and Eve was in drag. Vaudeville, let's fast forward to the 19th century. Let's get a little bit up to speed. It's the late 1800s, and a new type of entertainment is coming up, and it's vaudeville, okay? The podcasting of their day. Vaudeville is a variety of acts like music, comedy, dance, magic, and burlesque. It would be like watching Wild and Out. Men continue to dress as women as a form of comedic effect. I don't know what you think is funny about dressing as a woman, but they would. And I don't know if they would take it as far as I would, because I when I just... By the way, anytime you've seen me dress as a woman... Make no mistake, I am taped back. I'm taped, I'm tucked back and it's taped. I have a pussy. Now the term vaudeville comes from the French term vaudeville, meaning voice of the city. Just FYI, just so you know that has nothing to do with being in drag. And let's be honest, who doesn't love a variety show? I mean, that's what let's be, that's where stand-up's going. How much longer can we just keep all of us going up there and doing an hour? You can't do it. I'm going to put out, a, I'm coming out, uh, the, the, when you see me on tour next year, it's going to be with three other comics and we're all doing drag and we're all going to do our stand-up because I want, I want you guys to pay for something and, and believe in something. All right, so vaudeville continues to grow in popularity and in the 1920s, it just boom, bomb, bing, it exploded. Now, during this time, the 1920s, for the first time, we have a drag queen get famous, okay? His name was Julian Eltinge or Eltingi. And he was the f- most well-known drag queen at the time. He was an actor-singer who starred in Broadway plays, and he portrayed women. That's how he rolled. And he was known to be so convincing that he'd actually take his wig off at the end of the show, and he'd shock audiences. He would literally, everybody would be in shock, even mostly the men that he was blowing. Julian became so successful that he made more money than Charlie Chaplin, Okay, you all heard of Charlie Chapman. This guy was making more money. Okay, you know everybody thinks you know so and so is so famous, and you know you know you've all heard of uh you know everyone's like oh Logan Paul, Logan Paul's making all the money. Well, Mr. Beast is the drag queen making more money. Okay, Mr. Beast is the drag queen making all the money. Mr. Beast is Julian Eltinge and Charlie Chaplin's Logan Paul. That's that's what it is. Now during the 1920s, what also happened? You know it. Prohibition. The United States abolished alcohol production and consumption. You could still drink the blood of children, but you were not allowed to drink alcohol. But people continued to drink it in secret, okay? They had the underground clubs, which we've created. They're still around today called what? Speakeasies. And a speakeasy came from the need to speak quietly or easy to avoid detection by the police. That's where the term comes from. But they're going to play a major part in drag. From the 1920s to the 1930s or the 1933s, these club... By the way, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a band and rival the 1975. I'm going to call them the 1933s. For, but from 1920 to 1930s, the speakeasies were a place to enjoy being free from the law, free from everything. And it was the perfect place for you to express yourself as a gay man or a gay woman or a drag queen. 
This is where it happened. You have people from all these different walks of life coming together to drink alcohol secretly so everyone's getting bombed. And then they would say their differences don't matter. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, gay, straight, drag queen, whatever you want to be. We're all here to have a drink. We just, we're not allowed to drink out there, but we're allowed to be free and drink in here. Here's the thing with prohibition is if, if you wanted to drink alcohol, it forced all walks of life, all levels of society to come together in these speakeasies and drink and have fun and party. And they didn't care if you were black, white, gay, straight, drag, whatever, just wanted to have a drink. So what happened was is the top 1%, the dominant parts of society, the rich white men, they loved it. They loved drag. They all secretly probably wanted to have sex with them. And they continued not only to be formed in clubs, but because the top echelon of society loved it, it got all the way to Madison Square Garden, all the way up to MSG, baby, which I'll be at September 23rd at the Hulu Theater in drag. Now, in Harlem, the Hamilton Ball Lodge, no relation to Alexander Hamilton, or maybe it was. Alexander Hamilton maybe loved balls. I don't know. But in Harlem, the Hamilton Ball Lodge drew crowds of thousands of people to marvel at the drag queen. And this was the beginning of the first drag balls. So the drag balls is a thing of just a ball of drag queens having fun, dance, like a ball. Like when you have a ball, well, this is, this is the same thing, but it's in drag. And there were also drag kings, which I like. See, a lot of people even today are like, how come there's no drag kings? There were. Every, history repeats itself. Remember, yesterday was history, okay? There were drag queens. There were openly bisexual women dressing as men. The most famous one, her name was Gladys Bentley, a.k.a. Fatso Bentley. He, she, they wore a white tux and hat, and they played piano while they sang explicit songs. This is, who, this is what Cardi B was back then. This was Cardi B was Fatso Bentley, was Cardi B. And everybody loved her, just like we love Cardi B now. Is Cardi B a drag king? You tell me. Now, this openness and freedom and all that, it was kind of short-lived because prohibition was repealed, yay. But then these underground secret places kind of started to go away. You didn't need it anymore. And the, space, the spaces where being, you know, you being queer, you having your, your queer, queer eye for the straight guy life was gone. You Now you had to be gay in public and, they weren't allowing that because being gay was against the law. You couldn't, you couldn't be gay. It was literally illegal. You have to note also that you couldn't even sodomize anyone. Sodomize, you couldn't even have sex with your wife in the butt if you wanted to or have her strap on a dildo and put pork you in the butt. Sodomy is against the law. You could put nothing in your butt. Things could only come out of your butt. Nothing could go in. And that's gay. Literally, laws against sodomy are gay. Like with, you know, kids and stuff, of course. But like, if you want to, if you're, if you want to actively get sodomized in a sexual fantasy, then do it. Laws against sodomy are gay. And back in the world, that's the thing. The world used to be gayer than it is now because the fucking politicians were gay. And regular bars, here's the thing. Like a regular bar was now being heavily policed and being gay was being stigmatized. So you know, drag queens were like, wait, can I dress up like a woman? We were having so much fun 10 years ago. Am I allowed to do that now? And they were like, no, I'll fucking sodomize you. Now, what's coming now in this time of the world in the 1930s and 40s is the v Christian values, which are still taking hold of politics today. Christian values rose. In the response to, growing, to the growing popularity of drag balls in New York City, female impersonation in any respect, if you impersonate a female, 
That was a crime. Starting in 1934, they outlawed female impersonation. It was called the Masquerade Law, and it was made illegal for anyone at all to appear in public wearing clothing that was traditionally associated with the opposite sex. This law remained in effect till the 1970s, folks. You were not allowed to dress as the opposite sex to the 1970s, the Masquerade Law. And now you can, you know, do whatever the hell you want. I saw a guy walk down the street the other day. He was a T-Rex. Good. No laws. Radio and TV were on the rise, and so that meant that vaudeville was on decline. And after World War II, there was a very family-centric, heteronormative culture that intensified and kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's pushing drag queens further and further out of the public eye, which is gay. But in the 1960s, drag becomes popular again because it was seen as a comedic effect, like a punchline. You know, Some Like It Hot, that was a very famous movie. You know, Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, it could be used for all these different things, comedy, drama. And the drag act that broke through of all other drag acts was called Dames Edna Everidge. Dames Edna Everidge, that's the drag act that just, it broke through and it brought drag, it brought drag to the mainstream. It was an Australian comedian, which I'm not going to the shows in Australia, we've postponed them, but it was an Australian comedian who was purple-haired, okay, had a purple-haired Australian comedian, gaudily dressed, middle-aged woman, who was known for her sharp wit, double entendres, and irrelevant and irreverent humor. This is Dames Edna Everidge. She was the most famous drag queen she broke at the time she's the one that broke through she broke through the drag queen barriers she met the queen she met the drag queen of england she had her her own talk show um if, if she was alive today she'd be doing stand-up she'd be have a sold-out tour she'd be doing a podcast she'd be on patreon she'd be doing hands for hello fresh getting that drag queen cock out there speaking of transitioning everybody poops okay when you were a kid everybody read the book everybody poops by tara Gami. And, you know, some of us forgot the details. You forget everybody's got anxiety when they poop. Everybody gets sometimes a little pain when they poop. It happens. It's poop. It's, it's not all, there were snowflakes. Sometimes that's where you poop and you just deal with it. But I'm telling you, this company Seed, the probiotics they have, they keep your gut motility good. They keep the gut health good. They keep you pooping anxiety free. And they're really awesome. Okay, they got 16 of, of they got 16 of their 24 uh, strains are designed for digestive health and it's awesome. So if you want to start a new healthy habit today, go to seed.com slash Christeries. Use the code Christeries to redeem 25% off your first month. That's Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic. Seed.com slash Christeries. And use the code Christeries. Remember, family-centric, heteronormative culture is alive and well. So that means the gay community is struggling because they don't have any rights. They continue to be arrested for being gay. You could literally just be arrested for being gay. That in itself was a crime. I wonder if I walk down the street if they would just be like, oh, arrest them. Now, who comes through? Who comes through to help the community to make things better? And we are all so sad that in today's world, they're all but gone. The mafia. Bring them back. The mafia helped the community as they always do. They bought one of the most iconic gay bars in New York City, a place that started, that had a riots named after it. You can still walk past it today. I go in there once in a while, every other Wednesday, and it gave the gay community and drag queens an outlet and a home for them to be themselves. That's right. The Italian mafia. 
literally bought the Stonewall Bar, the Stonewall Inn, and gave the gay community an opportunity to be themselves and to be drag queens and to have the outlet that just let them express who they wanted to be. So another win for the mafia, the good guys. Here's the thing. Homosexuality was illegal, okay? And because of that, police raided gay bars, okay? Literally, it was like they were like ICE back then, except it wasn't Mexicans, it was gays. So they would raid bars and, and homes and rip the gay people out. And you would think that the Stonewall Inn was safe because the mafia is paying off the police, but no. They barged in there on June 28th, 1969, trying to make these arrests, but guess what? People fought back. The gays, the lesbians, the drag queens fought back, and they, and it started a movement led by political activist Marsha P. Johnson and Harvey Milk, who they made a movie about. They haven't made a movie about Marsha P. Johnson, but they should, or maybe that's Creed Three. This is where these two people, Marsha P. Johnson and Harvey Milk, come to light after this Stonewall riots when they fought back, rightfully so, against the police who were just trying to arrest them for being gay. So what? They want to flick, they want to flick, you know, a little dick and balls, and they want to get pussy. Who cares? Let them bump pussies, let them, let them blow each other. What's the difference? What, it doesn't matter. You're still getting paid, you stupid fucking cop. Yeah, the cops are homophobic, and they're not today. In the 70s, being gay was still stigmatized. Drag queens were still being stigmatized, but drag still stayed. Because again, if it wasn't going to go away in ancient Greek times, it's not going away. In the, it's not going away ever. In 1975, you got the Rocky Horror Picture Show, which kind of, you know, their experimenting style, you know, David Bowie experimenting style. Everyone's kind of looking like a little gender fluid back then. In the 80s, you have this movie it was called Drag Brain by John Waters, and it was about a drag queen named uh, Divine. And um, the movie promotions, they basically teased Divine eating dog poop. Um, and people wanted to see that, so they stuck around for the poop-eating part. Um, and, uh, and then, yeah, it was just a big drag queen eating poop. Also, by the way, quick little fun fact, the movie Divine, where you know the, the, the main character, Divine, is eating dog poop, that is thought to be the inspiration of Disney's Ursula. That's right, Disney's Ursula, drag queen. Now, 1984, the year I was born, Lady Bunny held a drag festival in New York City's Tompkins Square Park in the East Village, which is still there today, and there's still probably the same heroin needles there today, and they called it Wigstock. Now, what Wigstock was, it featured drag queens, drag kings, other performers who would showcase their talents, you know, probably comics, whatever, everybody in extravagant costumes, wigs, makeup. It was this huge thing like Woodstock, but Wigstock, and it became a cultural event, and it, thousands of people came from around the world to celebrate the LGBTQ plus community and their identity, and it was a beautiful thing. And then you had Hairspray, which is by uh, John Waters, which was, you know, the, the mom in Hairspray was played by a man. It was just a guy that, that played it. So you're starting to see around the 80s, mid-80s, when 1984, when I was born, is when really the cultural, like, gay revolution started to shift, and drag queens after this started to become, like, it's just very commonplace. So in the 1990s, uh, drag pageants, those drag balls, they became iconic underground events. You had RuPaul, became a huge star. There's this documentary. It's called Paris is Burning. You have to watch it. I believe it's on YouTube. It was a doc about queer people of color walking runways, emulating parts of mainstream society. You get to see New York in the late 80s. It was so awesome. Um, it also featured like how much homophobia was on the rise like due to the AIDS crisis. AIDS was like the original stop the Asian hate. Like with, the, with COVID, you know, being like anti-Asian stuff, that's what, AIDS, that's what AIDS was to the homophobic community. They were like, oh, F them. And so 
but a lot of these runaway kids who just came to New York City for a place to live and they created this amazing, beautiful community and that is all done. Uh, they show that excellently on Paris is Burning, so go watch that. RuPaul in the 90s, I mean, by the way, RuPaul is not trans. I wanna make, he's a drag queen. He's not trans, but he was the first drag queen to have their own radio show. He had a makeup line with Mac uh, and later, of course, the drag race show, which I, I never got on, but I love to still. He had the the the, the hit song, Supermodel, You Better Work. Um, and basically, the mainstream recognition meant that drag wasn't a punchline anymore. It was an acceptable form of expression, an acceptable form of art. And it's a beautiful thing. I mean, Bob the Drag Queen is, would sell some of the most tickets of anybody out there right now. And, you know, he's alive right now. Go see Bob the Drag Queen. He opened up for uh, Mateo Lane at the Beacon. He was great. By the way, drag ball culture is where Yas or Yas Queen came from. Drag ball culture is where it all came from. That's where it originated. So, um, you know, just know, drag ball culture. I'm Chrissy drag ball culture. I, here's what I'm telling you right now. Here's what I'm telling you right fucking now. When I put out my next comedy special, hopefully at the end of this year, the after party will be a drag ball. The after party will be a drag ball. And that's been decided. That's on camera. Clip that. The after party will be a drag ball. And I'm taking Pimp and Venetia to the opera. In conclusion... Drag, it's fun performance art. You're wearing clothes of the opposite sex. You're accessorizing, exaggerating gender characteristics. It's fun. It's freeing. Doesn't necessarily mean you're gay. If you want to dress in drag and you're heterosexual, dress in drag, babe. Live your life. You're only going around this planet once. Do what you want to do. I encourage you to try drag today and tell me it is not the most amazing freeing feeling of all time, okay? I literally, I vanity is prepared. I have just the wig on. She's got a dress for me. We have lipstick. We Today is a day I'm dressing in drag. We are stopping. As soon as this episode is over, I'm putting on my drag outfit, feeling free, and I'm going to the library to give a little talk to the kids. Remember, yesterday was history.